Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering. I am one of your hosts, Kirsty Ferugia. And I am the other host, Amy Ravel, and we're excited to have a third microphone on the go today. We have the lovely Sue Martin who is joining us. Welcome, Sue. Hello. It's great to be here. Oh, it is so good to have you. Sue is actually the recipient of a gift, which is why she's with us today. Sue came to our 2 million listens party Um, And one of the gifts we gave away, amongst many others, was the opportunity to be a guest on our podcast. So, Sue, when we told you that you had won, your reaction just put the biggest smile on our faces. Tell us what was going through your mind. (laughs) I couldn't believe it, actually. I never win anything. And first of all, I'd won a pair of earrings on the show and then I won the chance to be interviewed and it was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe this. So awesome. We're so excited. So can you tell us how you found out about the art of decluttering? Tell us about your art of decluttering journey. So I think in the beginning I was a bit of a late starter and I'd seen the name around a couple of times and hadn't really thought about it, although I've always been interested in decluttering and organising and that sort of thing. So when I finally got around, I didn't really do podcasts very much, so I let it go and let it go. And then I do, my mum's in a nursing home and it's a four-hour round trip to visit her and it gets a bit lonely on the road. So somebody said to me, listen to podcasts. And I thought, oh, yes. And then I checked out The Art of Decluttering and because I, I was about, you're probably about 90 episodes in by then, and I thought, <laughs> I can binge listen. So you kept <laughs> me company on my four-hour round journey for ages until I actually caught up. Did you listen to all of them, Sue? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's that's persistence and um, what's the word? <laughs> like it's just craziness. It's crazy. <laughs> But we're grateful. <laughs> well, so, Sue, tell us where you live. 
Yeah, tell us a bit about you. I live in a place called Ballybally, which is a locality in the Shire of Beverley in Western Australia. And it's a basically farming community. We're about 30 minutes out of the town of Beverley. And we live on a 200-acre property. Do you guys farm yourselves? We farm, but we play farm. So it's not a living for us. But it's so funny in Western Australia that, what did you say, 200, 200 acres, acres play farm? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're always saying. Only in Western Australia would you call that a play farm. <laughs> and have you always lived in Perth? or? Um, oh, sorry, in- I was born yeah. in England. I was born in England originally and came to Australia when I was three, but we've always yeah, lived in Perth, around Perth and that sort of thing. My husband and I moved to a place called Chidlow onto five acres when we first started getting the, the country country itch. <laughs> and then um, five acres became too small, so then we moved into Bally Bally and onto the 200 acres, and we've been there about nine years now. And just you and your husband living on your property or have you got yep. kids or grandkids? We've got, we've got two grown, grown-up grown kids who have moved out and we have three grandkids. So they all live down towards Perth. Excellent. So what have you, what are some of the things that you've learned from the podcast? So it's my favourite one, which was the story I told the other night was about the handbag. So after the, I think it was the person wallet episode, and Kirsty actually said that she didn't carry a handbag. And I thought, how can you manage without a handbag? You know, what are you going to do with all your stuff? And I thought more about it. And I sat down with my handbag and I pulled out, I had a lip balm, I had a pair of glasses, I had a tape measure, <laughs> I had a, a little mop-up cloth in case I needed it. I had a, a purse, I had a diary and all this stuff. And I thought, I don't think I really need this stuff. So I took your advice and I went through with the, the card, put the cards on the phone and I still actually keep a couple of cards in my phone cover and now I just go out with my phone and my keys and it's amazing. I feel so it's free. So, good. <laughs> so that was my favourite one. But also um, on wardrobes, Amy talked about hanging absolutely everything you possibly could. And we've always had a really small wardrobe. And just in the last week, we put in a big, big IKEA one. So custom designed for us with lots and lots of hanging space. And I have hung everything that I own. And I've now got two empty drawers. Oh, yay! (laughs) So that was awesome. And the other one that really comes to mind was the picnic episode. Um, and you talked about picnics and how everybody did picnics. And I was thinking, I can't remember the last time we had a good old-fashioned family picnic. And my niece had just come out from England and I had my three grandkids for the day. So we organised a good old-fashioned family picnic in the park and we spread out the rug and put out all the food on plates and played oh. soccer and chasey and all sorts of things, and had an excellent day. It was, I haven't done it since, I really should. <laughs> Maybe you need to do another picnic episode. Just to get you, <laughs> just to get you out and to be picnicking. Yeah, get me back Can out Can I again. be invited to the next picnic? Yeah. Oh, Come along, it was great fun. <laughs> I love that the podcast, like you're talking about such different things, like your handbag has been decluttered so that your wallet and purse 
um, are just, you know, gone and you've got your phone, then you talk about your wardrobe and then there's that intentional life, mm. which really sees that's the whole purpose of the decluttering <laughs> and organising, isn't it? So you can go picnicking. It is, with, exactly. With three grandbabies. Mm. Yeah, it's fantastic and yeah, gives you more time in life, I guess, doesn't it, to do that sort of thing. Mm. So it's I try really hard on the conscious living side of things and really try to be a lot more intentional in what I do and that sort of thing now. I'm still still battling the, uh, the decluttering front, but uh, bit by bit I'll get there. It's, a, it's an ongoing process, I think, and you need to keep working at it all the time. So what is your next challenge? What, what are some of the areas in your home that you still want to get to? I have my room of doom. <laughs> <laughs> so my room of doom, everywhere else is pretty well under control now. The room of doom is my office it's a big room we live in an old farmhouse that's very big and has very big rooms and it's my craft room and my office and the room where everything that I can't think where it should go goes and (laughs) boxes in case I need them for decluttering (laughs) (laughs) and it's an absolute mess so that's it's like my final frontier that room and when I get Mm. that room done I will be completely satisfied. Oh, that's so good. And can I ask you, Sue, um, you're a little bit older than us. Can you tell us how you feel like your relationship with your stuff has changed as you've been single, got married, been a mum and now as a grandma? Um, goodness. <laughs> I know, I've really thrown you in it with that question. Um, things aren't as important anymore just the Mm. things when we first moved into the farmhouse because it was a big farmhouse I felt the need to fill it full of things and we bought more furniture and more stuff and then after a while you kind of lose your interest in stuff I think and it's uh yeah it's been really good cleaning and getting rid of things and just recently I removed a lot of um knickknacks from the lounge room and I said to my husband is it too bare and he sat there and he said, no, I really like it. <laughs> so we're really actually sort of aiming towards a minimalism type of living now, getting rid of ornaments and things like that. I like to keep family photos around, um, but that's about it. I haven't got much in the way of ornaments anymore. And how has your husband, what's his response to your decluttering journey been? Uh, he likes it. He doesn't want to get involved. <laughs> He's he's happy for me to do it. He's even happy for me to do his stuff, he keeps telling me. Do my stuff, do my stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not touching your stuff. But one of the reasons with the big wardrobes, I've said you can keep all your stuff in there and I don't even have to open the doors, so I don't care what it looks like now. It's not out and about the house. It's shut away in the wardrobe. So he's not attached to stuff. He just never gets around to throwing things out. So I'd love to know, what do you do while you listen to the podcast? You talked before about the four-hour drive back and forth to visit your mum. Is that generally where you still listen to the podcast or have you got a tradition that's evolved? Now I listen while I'm cleaning house. So, uh, yeah, every I actually clean Tuesdays. So the podcast, I get the podcast on Monday and then Tuesday I whack on my headphones and listen to you while I'm running around dusting and vacuuming and all that <laughs> sort of thing, <laughs> which is really that's good cool. because it it keeps your mind occupied. Instead of going, this is really boring, it uh, keeps you interested and keeps you going. I love that we join so many people in cleaning their homes each week. <laughs> <laughs> if only that preca- vicariously, is that the word, vicariously paid off in our own homes and we didn't yes. have to clean ever. <laughs> 
<laughs> or maybe you could just come and clean my home. <laughs> <laughs> I am not very clean. I would have to send maybe Jackie that works for us <laughs> because okay. it's not my jam. <laughs> Do you listen to un- any other podcasts? What are some of your other favourites? Um, I used to listen to The Minimalists, which I haven't listened to for quite a while now. Um, I've started listening to audio books now rather than podcasts so that when I'm on the road, it uh, it keeps going. I don't have to get to the end of an episode and have to find another one. So I've, I've started doing audio books rather than podcasts. So you guys are probably the only podcast I listen to now. Totally off topic. Have you listened to the Michelle Obama Becoming audiobook? No. It's excellent. So she reads it. She, oh, um, yeah. She, it's it so reads. good. It is so good. We both have listened to it and love it. All right. I'll put that Just on Just a my... sidebar recommendation for you. <laughs> I'll put that on my wish list. Do you have an Audible subscription? No, I do uh, Google Play books. So I just, um, you just buy them as you want them, basically. So if one takes me a couple of months, then I think Audible, you get a free one every month. No, a free one when you start, but you pay a monthly subscription. Yeah. Yeah. So Google Play, you just pay when you buy a book, basically. Does that mean you have less physical books in the home now? How have you gone if you're a book person? (laughs) I've decluttered an awful lot of books. That was an area that I had to keep going back to and I'd have one declutter and get rid of it and then I'd go back again. And so now I've set boundaries, which I probably learned from you guys as well, was I have a bookshelf and I can't have any more than that amount of books. It's actually not full at the moment, so I could put more in if I wanted to. But that's that's my limit of books and I can't have any more than that. But if I read a, a novel, I as soon as I finished it, I pass it on to somebody else and get it out of the house straight away. So I don't I don't build up anymore. You are fantastic. What <laughs> so of your kids? Have your kids had any thoughts on you and your decluttering? Um, no, because when the kids were still at home, I was still a big mess. So unfortunately, they're pretty messy too. And I guess they got that from me. I didn't really get into decluttering until after they'd moved out from home. The early days when I was interested, I actually started that sort of thing with with the fly lady many, many mm-hmm. years ago. And through that, I actually got a, a good group of friends. We still keep in touch. We were the Western Australia fly babies and uh, we still keep in touch on Facebook and we used to have get-togethers and everything. But I found that was more about cleaning than decluttering Mm -hmm. so I used to clean and I used to spend a lot of time trying to organize my stuff and then reorganize it because it got messy again and the kids were at home during that stage but by the time I actually realized the answer was to get stuff out of the house they'd already Mm -hmm. they'd already gone to you'd already decluttered them (laughs) (laughs) and have they noticed a difference have they been to your house recently to notice a difference yeah they don't actually say anything so (laughs) So I don't know if they notice. They've, they've got little kids, so they're always too busy anyway. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so has your family um, present buying changed all over the last few years? It's, how does it go in terms of buying gifts for all those family members? It certainly has. I still buy gifts for the grandkids, but each year and each birthday I ask them what they want. And Yep. Um, my oldest granddaughter's 13, so she's usually quite keen on money. <laughs> and the little ones want whatever they've seen advertised on TV recently. And so, so long as it's not madly expensive, I buy whatever it is they want. My granddaughter said she wants Barbies and LOLs for Christmas. So. Excellent. 
<laughs> but that's that's all. I don't buy presents for any adults in the family or anybody else now. I usually buy my mum a box of chocolates or something like that, something that she can eat or something that yeah doesn't hang around for too long. <laughs> and yeah, I said to the family, I don't don't want to do presents anymore. Let's not do presents. And they all sort of went, yes. <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? We kind of feel nervous about having that conversation, yet every other adult is thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. We started, we toned it down and we went from buying everybody, buying everybody a present to doing the secret Santa thing. So one person bought one person a present and that cut it down and then we went through a year of doing only homemade gifts and that sort of thing. But now we're at the stage where we just don't do gifts at all. Yeah, I think there's something about being an adult too and being able to buy what you want when you want and not having to wait for a birthday or for Christmas to get that big special gift. And it always came to Christmas when somebody would say, what do you want for Christmas? It's like, I don't know. I don't, yeah. Really yeah, want, I don't want anything. anything. Yeah. 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 Which is a lovely place to be, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. So do you have any questions for us? Is there something that we can help you with that's specific to Sue? I wanted to ask you, when I am actually decluttering a room, I I get my stuff and I've got it in piles and then I tend to get stuck and I leave it there and I go off and lose concentration or motivation or something and go off and do something else and then come back in and there's still all these piles of stuff and it's, it gets really hard to get back into it. And actually getting things out of the house I find really hard, moving them on. They sit in a, in a corner or piled up in a box. So I'd be really interested in some tips or ideas on how to just keep moving to that final push to get it finished. See, that's an excellent question and probably lots of people are driving or walking and going, yes, Sue, I would have that question as well. Um, The first question I would ask is when you say the piles, is it things that are staying or things that are going or is it both that get kind of stuck? It's both. All right. So for the stuff that's going to wherever it's going, do you have an op shop or a charity store near you? We only have one in town and it's it's fairly small, so it Mm -hmm. Mostly only takes clothing and a, a little bit of bric-a-brac. So a lot of okay. stuff's not suitable to go there. And where would you take that stuff? So say you've got something that is not suitable for that shop. What are the options for you in Belly Belly? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give them away to other people in the town? Um, or I 
try giving away. It drives me crazy. It's the same as online selling. Even giving mm. things away, you end up with, like Kirsty said, the tyre kickers yes. and the, <laughs> the people who aren't really interested. Most people aren't interested in driving out to my place, so I've got to drop it off to them. Mm-hmm. I do load stuff up in the car when I'm going to the city and take it to an op shop down in the city, and that's mostly what I do with things. Mm. I would even think about if you could set up some place in your big, beautiful house where you put items that are ready to go for donation. So even if you are only going into town every couple of months, you're kind of triggered, I'm going into town, I'm going to go get those boxes and put them straight in the car. What can be very annoying and what you've um, verbalised is when you do have little pockets of stuff around the house. So by having them where you know exactly where they are, as soon as you find something when you're decluttering that you do want to donate, you can just pop it straight in there. But I'm going to let Kirst talk about the stuff that you're putting away that remains in the house um, because I've talked enough and she's really good at helping people get that stuff away. Thank you for your confidence, Amy. <laughs> um, so one of the things that it's what exactly what Amy said when how you described it is how so many people get stuck. Um, And so I encourage you to push through those uncomfortable feelings and those feelings of I can't do this anymore and I just want to stop um, is to actually sit in that for a minute and keep going. You know, and maybe that is making yourself a cup of tea and coming back into the room and keep going and then do the work. So pick up the stuff, put it in that space that you've designated that's for your trip into Perth. Um, And then with the stuff that is staying, um, push through and figure out where it is that you want them to go. Is it just, is it, back into the cupboard or back onto the shelf or back into the cup, like the wardrobe that you've just decluttered or is it because they belong somewhere else in the room? And one of the things that we, I, I do with my clients is that when I'm sorting into piles, I actually get the clients to practice putting that, them away then and there instead of waiting and gathering up a pile of things because that's what becomes overwhelming is that you're looking at 20 items that you now have to figure out what to do with whereas if it's just one item it might be annoying because you've got a big beautiful farmhouse and you want to sit and still sort but one of the ways of reducing that overwhelm is going well actually I know that this is better served in my kitchen or this better serves me in the study and going and putting that item there straight away. Um, And then for the items that are remaining in that room, it is, you know, maybe it does take you to go and get another coffee or another cup of tea, but coming back in and pushing through that feeling of overwhelm because there's, you know exactly how good it feels to have finished a job. And so pushing through that uncomfortable and pushing through that I can't be bothered anymore um, gets you to the freedom that you're really desiring. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that you go, oh, this room looks amazing. Now I'm really happy with. And then it also gives you the time and space to come back and tweak it. You know, so if you're rearranging a bookcase, you can... You can put it all back in, but then you can go away 
and over the next couple of days tweak how it is that you like it um, because at least you've got it all back in to whatever space it is that you're decluttering. I hope that helps. <laughs> Can I add to that as well, Sue, just really quickly, is sometimes that happens. If you're a, um, a high achiever, you've got a lot of energy, sometimes the place that you get to where you feel like you're just surrounded with kind of unmade decisions can be because you buy it off more than we can shoot in a reasonable amount mm-hmm. of time. And so it's not that you can't get that whole room decluttered, it's that just do smaller bits at a time and fully do those smaller bits. So you may want to do the study But first of all, you want to start off with the desk and you want to get the desk 100% done and then you want to move to, say, the bookshelf or the filing cabinet or whatever else you've got in your office because if you mess it all up, you're there on your own to clean it all up. And so it's a big job. And, that, you know, that's a lot of the case when we have um, people asking us this question is because they have bitten off more than they can chew. Um, and particularly people who have got fatigue issues or have got little children, which I know isn't your case. Um, but, yeah, that they, they're like, awesome, the kids are asleep or the kids are at preschool today. I'm going to do this whole room and then hit that wall that you've just so clearly identified and then the kids come in and they mess it all up again and then you feel like you're back to ground zero (laughs) again and yeah so um yeah I love that advice Amy just doing smaller chunks because then it may not be so hard to push through that overwhelm feeling Mm, excellent thank you I will remember that and get my room of doom done (laughs) Just little bits at a time. (laughs) And what you said with your room of doom, Sue, is that um, you kind of identified what you want that room to function as. Like you said, you want it to be a bit of a craft room. And I think that's really important that you have that vision before you go into the space so you can really work to the function and the vision that you have for that space. That'll keep you Mm, going as well. Thank you. I've never, ever managed to do much crafting in there because it's always a mess. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, your motivation to craft in a messy room is usually pretty low. Exactly. Yeah. Any other questions for us, Sue? Um, The other one I struggle in with still, and I have spoken to you about this before through the the Facebook page, is the sentimental items. And I've listened to the episode a couple of times (laughs) and and yet I still struggle. In in particular, um, I've got a box of my mum's stuff and... My mum's now in a nursing home. She's 95. And these these are her belongings, but she doesn't need them. <laughs> and she won't ever need them again. But I, I find it really hard to do anything with them at the moment. How many of them do you have, it's, Sue? Is it one box or is it a dozen no, boxes? No, it's one. I've got it down to one box. So I managed to get rid of um, a lot of stuff that, that wasn't this is like her jewellery and there's some scarves and, and her little knickknacks and that sort of thing. So one, yeah, one, um, one of those filing box size. And are they things that remind you of your mum or are yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they remind you of your mum but not necessarily things you would use? Yes, exactly. None, nothing in there I would use. <laughs> okay. To start off with, I would say there's absolutely nothing wrong with keeping a filing box of stuff of your mum's if that's what you want to do and if you don't find that overwhelming and you have the space. Um, But sounds like you'd possibly like to treasure a few items more. Um, One of the things that 
Kirsten and I would recommend is if you've got items in there that you're not actually sure of their meaning or their origin is if your mum has the mental capacity still is to talk to her about them, like take one item in each time you go and see her and say, mum, tell me the story of this. And you could even hit record on your phone and have her voice telling the story um, because that can give greater value to the items that you're keeping and then you don't feel like you've got a whole box of stuff. You actually have beautiful memories in there and the things that she can't remember it might be a good indication that you can let it go. She's like, I actually have no idea who I got that scarf from and I do, never wore it and it's itchy. And you're like, okay, well, that's something I can get rid of. <laughs> that's awesome. I'll, I'll actually do that. That will be good. She, uh, she has very uh, a lot of problems with her short-term memory, but she can mostly mm-hmm. remember things from long ago. So it might actually, oh. might actually help her and, and give her some good memories as well. Oh, that would be lovely, Sue. See what happens when we put our brains together. So awesome. (laughs) Another thing that you could do um, when you've got those stories is um, also you could type out a little bit of the story or you can, um, yeah, and then display it with the item. Like if it is a piece of jewellery that you know that you're never going to wear and your children aren't going to wear and, you know, you can then put it in like a shadow box or something like decorative so that you can display it or that your kids can display it in the future. Um, But I absolutely love the storytelling aspect of that. And it's beautiful that your mum still has that capacity. So I would hurry down to Perth and get all those stories out of her. (laughs) (laughs) It's so special too. Sometimes, um, so my grandma is in a nursing home and she's 95 and sometimes we get stuck on the same conversations because her every day is pretty much the same. Mm. And so to be able to talk about the things, you know, her favourite this or the best trip she's been, like that's such a precious thing and, and something for her to look forward to as well. Mm. Yeah, it's an awesome idea. I, it's, it's fantastic. I'm really going to enjoy doing that actually. Yay. That's awesome, Sue. Any other questions? Um, I think that's about it. I feel uh, oh, we could touch on paperwork, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on paperwork all afternoon. <laughs> yes, we love talking about paperwork. We are writing a paperwork course. So oh, excellent. Our paperwork course is well in development. Um, so that is a great resource. Do you have anything specifically about paperwork or is it worth holding out till we drop that course um yeah it's all nicely filed away in a four drawer filing cabinet in the office at the moment <laughs> <laughs> and i'd really like to be getting rid of it yes <laughs> our biggest biggest tip is to go through that and decide what it is that you actually still need to store if anything at all um, important documents you obviously want to keep Um, and any sentimental paper, but there's a whole lot in there that I'm pretty sure you never need to reference again. And so our take on paperwork is (laughs) all about needing to reference it. You know, if you need to reference it again for sentimental reasons or for important reasons, then keep it. If you never need to reference it again, you do not need to store it. Is that a good summary of the course, Amy? (laughs) That's a great summary of the course. (laughs) I love it. Our course is very simple when it comes to paperwork. Um, We talk about it being simple to start and easy to maintain. So 
when that comes out, I'm sure it'll be helpful. Fantastic. I'll be looking forward to that. Sue, tell us one thing you'd like us to talk about in the podcast coming up. What If you got to have like your personal request, Mm. do you have something or someone that you'd like us to interview? Um, Shoot for the stars. We spoke about this the other night. Joshua Becker's high on my list of of people to talk to. And the other one was the trauma cleaner. She was, she was great, fantastic. That really, I haven't got her book yet, but I'm really keen to to read her book because that was just amazing. I've always had this kind of obsession with the the hoarders and those hoarder TV shows and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hers was a really interesting story, and I'd love to hear more of mm. that. Excellent. Thank you. I will put those on our list. I have got a special thing. I haven't even told Amy about this. Um, I got an email from a beautiful listener. Um, this week Um, and so let's see how we can segue this into your story Sue (laughs) because I really desperately want to share this Um, it's from Joe, and this is a social story that she's written for her children Um, so her children have got autism and it's a way of talking to them about decluttering and um, and turning it into a story so that they can understand she hasn't um, she hasn't finished the pictures for it yet um but she's written this story um kind of based on the pig pig the pug books um so i'm going to change the name of her children to my children's names um but it's i'm going to read this story to you so i hope you hope you enjoy it sue and amy and listeners live reading sue we're in for a treat (laughs) so Emily and Oliver were sister and brother. They loved all their stuff like no other. They enjoyed crafting and painting and all their things accumulating. More toys and trinkets and paper mache would enter the house each and every day. The house filled up with piles of stuff and their mum got cross with a huff and a puff. I have no time for fun and games. I can't find what we need to complete our aims. Where is your homework? Under your bed? Why can't we find anything? She said. Then one one day, mum asked an organiser to stop by and help. The children cried no with an enormous yelp. But as they started sorting through, they discovered a missing shoe. As they found their stuff, they realised the joy in letting old things go so they could find their new toy. These days it's different, I'm happy to say. It's so very different in most every way. Yes, the children pack away whenever they're done and with mum and dad, they have more time for fun. Isn't that awesome? That is, was it Joe you said? Joe, that is unbelievable. I have the biggest smile on my face. You need to publish that. You absolutely need to publish it. I have some contacts in publishing. If you want to get in contact, I'm happy to put you in touch with them. I love it. I love it. I love it. So that was her way of getting her kids prepared to have a professional organiser in. So if you too want a professional organiser like Amy or Kirsty to come into your house um, and you may be anxious or your children may be anxious, then just play this episode and this little bit again and again so that um, you can all um, be excited about having a professional organiser come into your home and help you. So good. Brilliant. Brilliant. So thank you, Joe, for that 
awesome story. Um, and thank you, Sue, for allowing us to take up some of your time and chat to you about all things decluttering and organising. We're cheering you on for your Doom Room. Make sure you come over to our Facebook community and share photos once your Doom Room has become a crafting and a study and all the things that you want it to be. I certainly will. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.